Crew's News Roundup podcast. And we're back on the airwaves after yet another terrific alumni weekend. It sure was terrific, and I'd love to tell you about it, Gwen, but I will, I will hold off for <laughs> okay. a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, just a minute, just a minute. Uh, we're still feeling the glow from that weekend. Um, Dan will tell you all about it. And, yes. of course, go over a few other news items from the past couple of weeks. I'm Gwen Jordanay, and I'm an editor for UC Santa Cruz News. I'm Dan White. I'm a writer for UC Santa Cruz News. And we're going to talk about the recent news from UC Santa Cruz, all of which you can find at news.ucsc.edu. All right, so let's dive in. Tell me all about Alumni Weekend and what happened. Well, it was uh, foggy but beautiful. Uh I'd say very successful. And uh, as they say... Uh, the fog and the cool weather brings out the slugs when you're walking around in the redwoods, and this was really <laughs> true. Yes. Uh, it brought out the banana slugs, as in proud uh, UC Santa Cruz alums. Um, the entire weekend basically took place in a cloud, but it was <laughs> kind of a groovy. As it can be. I mean, that's how yeah. Santa Cruz kind of is sometimes. And I should say a cloud, just a, just regular droplets, not like, yeah. <laughs> not like a bad cloud. N- not a bad cloud. Mm-hmm. More than a thousand people, including 560 alumni, converged on this forested campus, and some of them ran in the annual Fun Run 5K, ah. which is was pretty cool. Cool, uh, yeah. Because you get to go past all the um, all the various uh, colleges at UC Santa Cruz. Some of the people took a wrong turn at Kresge, and I think they're still looking for them now. <laughs> but they've got berries and things, and they got delicious edible flowers and things and they could eat. Some roasted right. banana slugs. Exactly. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> cannibalism, right? Anyway. And um, some one of my favorites was this event with an incredibly. Uh, long title. It was the Cowl Colloquium, Where the Deer and the Antelope and the Banana Slug Roam. And <laughs> uh, a wonderful historian, distinguished historian named Patricia Nelson Limerick, Cowl grad from 72. She's the founding director of the Center for the American West. She talked about getting her unlikely start as part of this banana slug improv troupe that really showed her how to convert Uh, scary or unpleasant things into humor and to really think on her feet and react to good humor and with good humor and grace to unforeseen circumstances. She talked about being on historical panels with people who were absolutely the opposite of her ideologically and handling Mm. that with grace. One thing she said was really interesting was she thinks that all UC Santa Cruz students to prepare for this ever-changing world should be required to take an improv class. I love it. I would that's so true. That. I, I would too, because honestly, so much of life is improv, as I discovered when I became a parent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as I discover every day after becoming a parent myself. Yeah, right? It was a parent. And was a parent. Uh, as she said, every day of a public intellectual's life is is thin ice. You're always stepping carefully. Even then, that won't always save you. So you kind of have to go for it, people. Yeah. And, you know, the requirement for my listeners from now on is you must take an improv class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're we're, now Because we're making listeners. it up as we go along ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Here. Also, <laughs> another thing I, I really loved, Gwen, another yeah. sleeper hit, was that this history professor named Ben uh, Breen talked about the technologies of intoxication, which is talking about history of distilled liquors, how it's a relatively new technology compared to brewing. But what was really interesting about this whole speech was um, the fact that distillation originally had kind of a spiritual aspect of it, but then it was thought of as a social scourge. But the other thing that I thought was hilarious about the speech is that it immediately preceded uh, the beer and wine reception. <laughs> yeah, we've talked so, about it. Let's which, go have a few drinks. Over at the quarry, which had special <laughs> resonance for all of us because it was the last 
reception uh, featuring uh, Chancellor George Blumenthal oh, as the yes. top slug, almost a top dog. Got oh, my creatures nice mixed up. Farewell. So that was really nice. And also some other great moments. There were some teach-ins um, that were really interesting in engineering, and there were some uh, high-impact science talks at PBSI with four distinguished faculty members who all just so happened to be slugs themselves, which I think is quite a statement. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, UC Santa Cruz is a place where we try to make sure that science doesn't just stay in the academy, said uh, physical and biological sciences Dean Paul Koch, distinguished professor of earth and planetary sciences. We want our work to have impact in the real world, and it was so true cool. with the presentations, one of which, by the way, one of the presenters was Olina Morozova-Vask, mm -hmm. a biome biomolecular engineering postdoc, uh, 2013 2016 grad. She's now a professor at UC Santa Cruz. And speaking of her, she just won a major grant, I mean really, really big, from the American Association for Cancer Research. This three-year, $450,000 grant will support her research on the use of genomic markers to guide treatment decisions for children with cancer. Specifically, her team is looking into... Uh, the role of RNA sequencing hmm. that can reveal abnormally active genes in a patient's cancer cells. So there's some really exciting potentials for treatment there wow. that she is looking into. And uh, moving on to another topic, Gwen, I do have a question for you. Oh, I know, I'm... as a lot of my <laughs> listeners, our listeners know, <laughs> Gwen, our, my wonderful co-presenter here, has had a little bit of mobility slowdown lately because she's got an injury that she's been dealing with. So I wonder if you had a chance to check out the super blooms, Gwen? Um, no, except in pictures. In pictures. Well, yeah. the pictures are pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I actually went down to Southern California and saw an incredible nice. super bloom with the poppies. Um, super bloom has been uh, affecting Santa Cruz County, too. I, kind of at the tail end, although I suppose you could still see it. Anyway, it's really good news up here. You can go out there to some meadowlands and see some really impressive displays of, as I mentioned, California poppies, but also sky lupin and Douglas iris. And now there's a new way to really enjoy and appreciate those flowers. There's a beautiful full color new field guide to plants of UC Santa Cruz, which will make your explorations cool. of these floral landscapes more fun, but also kind of learned and rewarding. Yeah. And this guide was truly a labor of love for author uh, Natalie Martin, who, as you may suspect, did some mentioning her, is a slug too, College 9, 2017. She hopes the volume, which is filled with photos and maps and tips, will inspire others to build their knowledge of local plants uh, and all the curios curiosities and wonders that accompany them. Yeah, that'd so. be great. I should get that so I can... Um, know what things are while I'm walking around. I'm often curious. You should take a look yeah. at that when you can. And I would like, like to move to. along too okay. from uh, super blooms to super seals and super sized seals, <laughs> elephant seals to be more specific. Yes, they are big. Now I'm sure that <laughs> like car. Yeah, they are car sized and <laughs> ginormous. And I did the tour once when I walked pretty close to them, and I thought, wow, I hope that thing is sleeping soundly. <laughs> Hope it is, I don't know if you hibernate, but I hope that now you're hibernating. Um, gosh, not very scientific. I have no idea. Now, you may be wondering, you may have mm -hmm. puzzled this question over your cup of coffee, mm -hmm. if you've had one so far. Uh, today, is it possible to weigh an elephant seal <laughs> with a drone? Oh. Um, is, I think the quick, the quick uncomplicated so. answer would be, I would think it would be impossible, right? Because a drone is this small, obnoxious self-weld flying device and an elephant seal is big and 
fat and gigantic and weighs a lot of pounds. Oh, so you're picturing like a drone that would lift up an elephant's yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, pull up. Wait a minute. My rotor is failing. There's smoke coming out of our engine. And then goodbye drone, which is makes me happy because I think that they're kind of obnoxious. <laughs> Anyhow. Useful. useful. Okay, they can be, so. They can be really useful, though. But get this. it As it turns out, uh, drones really can help weigh elephant seals in an unexpected way. Oh. Now, Diana Alvarado is a talented banana slug, class of 2019. Okay. She works for UC Santa Cruz's uh, Costa Lab, and she says that hovering drones allow scientists to analyze pictures of the elephant seals and therefore get a weight estimate from looking at these mm -hmm. pictures from the hovering drones. And if they find that this system works uh, pretty well in the long term, it will end up being so much easier and safer and better, a better system than going up to an elephant seal and somehow hoisting it onto a sling and then onto a portable scale. And Gwen, I don't know how it would be that they would hoist it. I, I'm assuming, I, I don't know, a crane or extremely, right. like someone who can deadlift in the Olympics. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, but seriously, during her senior year, she, uh, Alvarado made regular visits to the, uh, famous elephant seal rookery on the beach at the Año Nuevo uh, Natural Reserve, not terribly far from UC Santa Cruz campus, mm -hmm. you just have to drive up the uh, coast, to collect these drone images of seals. Now here's the trick. If you can compare measurements in the image analysis software, image analysis software to on-the-ground weight observations gathered by uh, field researchers, what you can do is you can develop a mathematical formula to figure out how far off you are, if your calculations oh. are correct. Mm -hmm. So then you can kind of get a visual bead on these things but by using the drone. And it sounds like such a smart idea, which I think is so typical of UC Santa Cruz graduates who, as people tell, told me again and again during the uh, alumni weekend, they really teach you not the answers, but they really teach you problem solving and how to think. So yeah. uh, talk about a sort of out of the box solution to trying to figure out the weight of an elephant seal. So. Definitely, and, and I just want to say this is a work of an undergrad, which is amazing. Absolutely. Um, the fact that, that an undergrad is getting this opportunity, um, which I, you know, is another thing UC Santa Cruz offers. But um, <clears throat> also I wanted to say that the point of all this, I think, is um, what it can tell us about the ocean. If the animals are skinnier or fatter at one time or another, it can give lots of information about the ocean, which I think is... Um, the reason for doing it at all. Which is also something I often see in UC Santa Cruz related projects is there are often, there's not only a, a, this level of innovation and kind of cooperation, but also broader implications. Yeah. And very often for coastal health and yeah. things regarding climate change and ecosystems. Yeah, exactly. So it's really exciting to see and I wish, I wish her and the team all the best of luck with this. I hope it really works out. Absolutely. And uh, then uh, moving along from there, Gwen, I would uh, love to find out what's on your news radar today. All right. Yeah. Well, um, few things. Um, so have you ever checked out Project Runway? I have never checked that out. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I know it's a super popular reality TV show. Yes. Um, one of our arts professors, Robin Hunnicky, made a special appearance on Project Runway last month, and I bet a billion people watched it. Um, she served as a guest judge on the show for an episode where the participants were supposed to design their own powerful female video game characters. 
which is kind of perfect. Um, Haneke is Director of Art and Design for the Games and Playable Media BA program, as well as the Acting Director of the campus's Digital Arts and New Media MFA program. So she's a heavy hitter right in that exact field, so it was completely just perfect. Um, she's also co-founder and CEO of an independent game design company called Funomena, which um, in 2017 it released her um, acclaimed game called Luna. She said she's been a fan of the show for many years, so she like practically had to pinch herself when a producer asked her to help out on the show. And like I said, it was just the perfect topic. She developed art, games, and playable media. Oh, she developed the art, games, and playable media BA at UC Santa Cruz in order to promote the participation of a more diverse population in games and tech. So it was just great, and I think it was a really good experience, and probably a lot of people saw it, and that would make any slug proud. I also just love the fact that they found her, and they, they came to her for this. I know. And there's that synergy between what they're doing and her work. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's, Very uh, cool. Also spreading the word to so many people. Yeah. Um, in more recognition, an alum of ours, um, Jeffrey Conrad Stewart, who is a Cowell, Cowell uh, 71 grad in philosophy, was awarded the 2019 Pulitzer Prize. Wow. For his definitive biography of the father of the Harlem Renaissance. His book is called The New Negro, The Life of Elaine Locke, and it explores Locke's professional and private life from his early education, which included becoming the first African-American Rhodes Scholar, to his promotion of black culture and the literary and artistic work of African-Americans, shifting the discussion of race from politics and economics to the arts. Stewart won the National Book Award for Nonfiction in 2018, so he's just racking up awards left and right. Basically the two highest yeah, literary awards that you can get. Yeah. Uh, he's now a professor of Black Studies at UC Santa Barbara and chair of the Black Studies Department, and he spent his career studying the issues of race and culture as they relate to art, history, literature, music, and philosophy. All super interesting. And now, um, UC Santa Cruz has seven winners of nine Pulitzer Prizes, so a ton more to be proud about there. It's amazing, and a lot of them still have a lot of engagement with uh, yeah. UC Santa Cruz. They come back and they speak, and some of them teach. Yeah, yeah, it's and great. So. so it's great to see um, alumni going out in the world and having this incredible success and recognition. And impact, too. Yeah, yes, good point. All right, so um, moving on, um, let's talk about plants. I, don't you just love succulents? They are succulent. They're they're succulently adorable. <laughs> <laughs> they're just the cutest things ever. Well, it turns out that um, many species of this one, a, a silvery green succulent called Verites dudlia, are being endangered, and and not just by the culprit you might think, climate change, um, but also by poachers who've stolen thousands of, of these plants. A single mature Dudleya um, can cost up to 50 bucks on the black market in China and South Korea. Uh. And the reason um, that the plants are popular there is because of their resemblance to a lotus blossom and its ability to grow in small gardens and apartments. And they've just become this trendy obsession. And so they just are getting snapped up and for lots of money. Well, UC Santa Cruz is doing something about this poaching situation. Stephen McCabe, a researcher with the Environmental Studies Department and Emeritus Director of Research at the Arboretum, 
is um, an expert on the Dudleya, which is like the panda bear of plants, cute, charismatic, and rare. Um, but, and he's also at the forefront of e efforts to save the succulent. He consults with state and federal agencies, has helped safely replant some of the wild Dudleya stolen by poachers, and has collected thousands of seeds um, from, from the threatened plants. Some of the seeds have been placed in seed banks to preserve them in case of extinction, but McCabe has cultivated others from different species, which he's then given away to nurseries and organizations in hopes of smothering the succulent smuggling trade. I hope he succeeds. I know. Um, the California plant, uh, Native Plant Society is planning a huge Dudley of Plant giveaway this fall. Ooh, maybe I can go. In an effort not only to raise awareness of succulent poachers and responsible sourcing, but also to flood the market and drive down prices. He says, we want, uh, McCabe says, we want to make them cheap and boring. Well, they may succeed in making them cheap, but I doubt they'll ever be boring. I agree. I'm going to get a bunch of them. <laughs> Fill my office. That's a great idea. Yeah. Your office could, could use a little green, and so it could mine. It really could, yes. Uh, my office has no green. It's pretty much... A lot of white. Good enough for government brown and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could use a Our, little forestation from the Dudley. Indeed. Yeah. Glam it up a bit, you know. And if like poachers... glamorous. Our recording studio slash office. I will misdirect people if they ask if they're poachers and they're asking for you. I'll say, no, I haven't seen Gwen today. <laughs> and her office is locked, so keep your slimy hands off the right. Dudley. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, yes. any, anything else uh, out there you wanted to, to mention? Well, I just hope that people are having a safe and fun time this spring. Hope you do some wildflower keeping. Yeah. Hope you're doing some hiking and staying healthy. And uh, hope that you are not collecting Dudley <laughs> and exploiting <laughs> them. Right. Be nice to uh, poach an endangered plant. Okay, well then, uh, that's it for this time. Good as always to have you with us, and we will see you next time. You will too. All right. <laughs>